For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Believe in Sports Business. Yours truly, Fred Wallen, with you. As, uh, we do a show every week talking about uh, sports business in Los Angeles. And our guest uh, today, we had already on a couple of weeks ago, uh, Art Source, who used to kick for USC and kick for the Rams and uh, now runs Galaxy Sports. And Art, welcome to the show. Thank you, Fred. How's everything been? Good? Well, let me tell you a story. Um, I was watching UCLA play Saturday night, and it's 35-17 at halftime, and then soon after that it's 49-17, and my wife Sandy says, let's go to bed. And I say, nah, let me just stay until they score 70. I'm talking Washington State. And all of a sudden the Bruins score 50, conse- not 50 consecutive points, but 50 points in 19 minutes. So my first thought was that was just a couple of days after Dan Guerrero resigned or was pushed out uh, in June. And again, Chip Kelly's got a major buyout. But if they open 0-4, and let's say they end up 2-10 and or 3-9 and again, I think that might have been his job. I think they may, the, the, some of the guys who follow UCLA closely, the alums, may have paid the, uh, the chunk and gone in a different direction now that uh, Guerrero would be gone. Your thoughts about that comeback? And I don't know, again, I have not looked this up, forgetting overtime games, I don't know too many teams that have scored 63 and lost. I think I think for sure it's a Pac-12 record. Um, I remember reading that. I actually was in a similar situation. I was down in Ocean City, Maryland on vacation, and I was listening to the game, and you know, I kept looking at the score, and I'm like, come on, Bruins, you can score against Washington State. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I, I woke up, and I looked at the score, and I said, this, this has got to be a typo, you know, because you know how late it is watching the Pac-12 after dark in the East Coast. So, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, great comeback for Chip. I'm happy for the program. Got a lot of friends that are Bruins, as you know, Fred. And, uh, you know, I... I just want to see Los Angeles with the Trojans and the Bruins get back, you know, get back to leading the Pac-12 and making it a strong conference again. It was once known as the Conference of Champions. Yeah, and they say that all the time on the Pac-12 network, which we don't get, of course, here on DirecTV. Uh, Folks, you can email us, uh, sportsfred at AOL.com, sportsfred at AOL.com. Dorian uh, Robinson Thompson, or the Thompson Robinson, whatever it was, he was like a wide receiver in, in Las, uh, Las Vegas High School, and uh, he played like basically half a year at quarterback and hardly played at all last year. And, I mean, he played a game of a lifetime, four passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns, and that comeback. Talk about that. Well, you know, I heard that uh, Rick Neuheisel's son, yeah. one of the offensive quarterback coaches, yep. kept talking to the offense. And kept, you know, kept Dorian Robinson involved in the game, and they kept saying, listen, we stick with what we're planning. I'm telling you, it's going to work. It's going to work. And, you know, you never know when a team comes together, Fred. That's the great thing about team sports. 
you know, you you work out. You, the coaches, they you know, you listen. You and boom, all of a sudden, you get a little bit of confidence. Like making that twenty foot putt. If you're a pro golfer, all of a sudden the cup looks the size of a bathtub, and you're off and rolling. But uh, I gotta say, that was amazing. I actually did get a chance to look at the replay of the football game, and. I think Mike Leach had one of the great lines of all time. He said, we played one of the best first halves that I've ever seen, and then we played one of the worst second halves. <laughs> I don't think there's any question about that. But, okay, that was on Saturday night. Folks, we're taping this on Monday uh, at about uh, 5.02 p.m. Um, on Friday night, the student section, before the game started, as USC was hosting Utah, said uh, – Hire Urban Meyer, hire Urban Meyer, hire Urban Meyer. Uh, again, Lynn Swan uh, was let go a couple of weeks ago. Um, I think there was that possibility. Uh, if Clay doesn't win eight or nine games, there's still that possibility. But certainly the victory over a rated team like Utah certainly has uh, made his case, at least for a little while. Your thoughts? Well, you know, I, I was really impressed. i got to tell you, Matt Fink, he played uh, – he. There are guys in my career over the years in watching sports and and seeing sports, the guys that really shine when the lights come on game day. There's other guys that look great in practice, Fred, and then they get that look you know, on their face when they're playing in a regular game. And I think Matt Fink has been around long enough to understand that this was an opportunity that he really dreamed about. And he came in there. And to watch the kids rally around him on that first drive, I was very impressed with his his ability to handle the moment. Uh, and secondly, I thought USC played like they want to keep Clay Helton. Now, you know, I know Urban Meyer is a great name in college coaching, but he also brings a little bit of uh, what I used to call bagage. <laughs> so I, I'm not sure he's the perfect choice in a situation like that for USC. And USC has to run the gauntlet now. The next three games against Washington, Notre Dame, and Oregon, that's going to tell us pretty much where the Trojans are going to be as this season rolls on. Talking to Art Source, the guy that runs Galaxy Sports, and, of course, the former kicker for USC and the Rams. Hey, Artie, in about 60 seconds, tell us about Galaxy Sports and how folks uh, uh, can read you every day. Well, we're, we're on Facebook. We're in the process of putting together a web page. I started this thing organically uh, about five and a half, six years ago. I love sports. I used to produce sports magazines with my father many, many years ago. We had a Rams magazine, a Raiders magazine, and a high school sports magazine that covered the 1,200 high schools in the state of California. But I wanted to do something a little differently to give you more of a national perspective on sports and include a lot of different writers from the great newspapers around the country and and kind of give people a perspective, more of a, a national perspective. I think the USA Today has lost their tether a little bit. Uh, they, they seem to be a very one-sided publication now, and they're not what they were, much like the National was years ago. Yeah. Uh, and I see a little bit of a niche in there, and, and we're trying to figure out a way to, to get in that niche and uh, provide the coverage that gets gets people inside the game. All right, let's talk inside the game. The Chargers lost another game uh, in the fourth quarter. Uh, 
the, the bottom line is Houston's pretty good, but uh, they still uh, could have won the game. Will they, should they sign Melvin Gordon? I think they should. Um, nothing against their two other running backs, the kid from Northwestern. And, uh, you know, I, I just think you've got a talent. You saw you saw the kind of players Northwestern put on the field Saturday where they made Jim Harbaugh's Michigan team look hell in, They looked very poor. And, you know, you got guys like Jonathan Taylor and Melvin Gordon. There's been some great running backs come out of that Wisconsin program. And Melvin Gordon is an asset to the Chargers. And it's at a certain point in time, he's not asking for anything that's crazy. And, and, and I think, you know, it's incumbent on the Chargers and the Spanos family to step out, get this guy in camp. And, you know, it might be a, a real positive situation. He'll come in fresh and only have to play maybe 12 games. Elliott signed with Dallas. Gurley signed uh, the extension with the Rams. I would say Gordon's in the class of those two, and yet the Chargers uh, have not moved, and so we see what uh, might happen, but they're one and two. And again, uh, if you saw the game, you saw Rivers screaming at some of his teammates at a point. Of course, he was also screaming at the refs, but I don't like quarterbacks who go after uh, teammates because uh, when things go well, the quarterback gets the credit, and when things go poorly, I don't think you should push the the uh, downside uh, to other people besides yourself. All right, uh, again, the Rams win, but it was a close uh, game. Did Gurley carry the ball enough? No, uh, they're really, uh, you know, I, I don't know how bad his arthritis is in his left knee, but I didn't know arthritis could strike so quickly. He went from a real incredible running back to, you know, the games I watched in the playoffs last year were a little bit scary almost. And, and now I see him being, you know, kind of like 8, 10, 12, 15 touches a game. Yeah. And I, and I think he needs more than that, Fred. I mean, I, that's just my opinion. Now, obviously, if there's something wrong with him and, you know, they're keeping it close to the vest, I understand that as well. But uh, then they shouldn't have got rid of the, the, the kid that played so well for him, Anderson, last year. C.J. Anderson, quite a running back also. Uh all right, I don't know what else could go wrong uh, with the uh, the Angels this year. They've had injuries. They had a death in Tyler Skaggs. And then uh, over the weekend, uh, Mark Langston, uh, their radio color commentator, faints. And I think it was a heart attack. And, in fact, they said if it had been in his room, he probably would have died. What else could go wrong with the Angels? Well, I was a huge Mike Socia fan. Um, I thought they were on the right track there for a moment or two. I still think they've got a, a nucleus of about five good ball players. Obviously, Mike Trout, Andrelton Simmons. Um, I look at I look at the kid in right field, Calhoun. I like him. Uh, I don't like the length of the contract they signed with Albert Pujols. Yet again, he has never ever not given his hundred percent. You know, it comes down in baseball pitching and defense. Even though the rules have changed in the last two or three years with the long ball and strikeouts and all that. But bottom line to me is I'd put my money into the farm system. I would, If I was Artie Moreno, that's what I'd focus on. I might go get a couple a couple of mid-level starters. Like I think a guy like Zach Granke would be a good guy to, uh, to build your rotation around. I know Houston can't afford to pay all three of those guys next year. So, you know, you, you get yourself a, you know, a stalwart and then surround him with a couple of young guys. And hopefully they'll learn. And, you know, what's your, what are your thoughts on Brad Osmus? 
Well, I don't blame him because there are so many injuries that I don't think you can judge it. As you said, the farm system is strong. Joe Adele is about ready to come up, and that's interesting because you mentioned uh, uh, Calhoun, and again, he's got a 14. They got a 14 million dollar option on him next year, and they can buy him out for a million. But Adele's about ready. Uh, they're talking about perhaps uh, not resigning Calhoun, and then giving him less. Uh, you know, not. Uh, giving him the $1 million and then uh, re-signing him for less than $14 million for next year. Maybe he's got 32 home runs. I mean, he certainly has played well. Uh, he's not hitting a lot, I think, under 220 last time we checked. But 32 home runs is not something you can just uh, throw away. I'm not sure Adele's going to give you that for a couple of seasons as a, as a young guy. So I hope they do sign, uh, re-sign uh, Calhoun. And, uh, and you know, you can alternate uh, Adele in there. And Trout gets injured, obviously. We know that. So, I mean, there's... There's all kinds oh, and, of possibilities. And here's the wild card. The wild yeah, card is yeah. going to be uh, Otani. If yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, again, next year. For a full year, I mean, that kid's, that kid's for real. I just don't know if he can play 160 games. Well, uh, if he's pitching, uh, he's going to pitch 30 and uh, play the outfield another hundred or so and uh, or dh on the other hundred or so we'll see what mm-hmm. happens but, but they've got talent and their farm system by baseball america's rules uh in the top two or three uh in all of baseball all right the dodgers um we all thought that joe kelly had uh, gotten over his slump now he's got some medical problem or injury whatever the case might be uh, again, Jansen uh, gave up a run on Sunday in the ninth inning, and he gave up uh, a couple of runs the time before that after going, I think, three times pitching well. The crowd's booing him here in Southern California. He's getting big bucks. He's got the heart problem. I'm not sure he be, should be pitching at all with that heart uh, problem. I, you don't want a, something horrible to happen. But the bottom line is uh, what do you, uh, Dodgers in the playoffs w- without a bullpen – I mean, it just, I mean, obviously they can score enough runs that maybe they don't need the bullpen. Maybe they win all the games 9-5. to five. But the point is, that's not going to happen against the best teams in baseball. Your thoughts? I don't think so either, Fred. I mean, I, I say, wow, they've won seven consecutive Western Division National League championships. They looked at the 104 victories, 102 victories, 100 or more victories, seven consecutive years. But it comes down in big series to your, your top two starters, and the bullpen. Can you close out the win? Look what happened with the Cubs over the weekend. I mean, they got swept by a Cardinal team that everybody had given up on by July. Yep. And, and you know, now you look at the Cardinal ball club and you look at Joe, you know, Joe Madden's in trouble. Um, if Joe Madden's on the marketplace, if they decide, Epstein decides to fire him, I, I, would, I, I can't hardly believe that. But you know what? Dodgers... All I can say is they've got to, they've got to find an answer to get through that eighth and ninth innings, and, and hopefully, hopefully for Jansen, you know, hey, we're all nobody's perfect. I mean, the guy still has good stuff. You know, he seems to be resilient. He seems to want the ball, and that's half the battle, Fred. Yeah, but I think he's lost five, three to five miles an hour on his. Uh... Uh, sinker and his fastball. So, I mean, that makes a major difference. You're playing against, obviously, the best in the world, and uh, a couple miles an hour can make a difference, certainly if you don't have great control. But anyway, we'll see what happens as far as that is concerned. Hey, folks, this is uh, Believe Sports Business. I'm Fred Wallen, our guest art source, former Ram kicker 
and USC Kicker. And, of course, you can email us at uh, sportsfred at AOL.com, sportsfred at AOL.com. Artie, you wanted to talk about the Clippers and the Lakers. Let's hear from you. Well, you know, I was I was thinking the other day, what an awesome situation. Because, you know, when I grew up in Southern California, we always had the great Dodger teams, the great Ram teams. You know, the Bruins and the Trojans were always highly successful. There was always the, the stepchild, which was the Clippers, whether they were in San Diego at the old sports arena or, or even playing, you know, in, in L.A. And now to see the Clippers in a position with great leadership, um, you know, from the owner to Jerry West, to Doc Rivers, now you got Kawhi Leonard. You've got a ball club that they can build around. I think that that relationship and rivalry in the West is going to be incredible. And I mean, the NBA has really got themselves six, seven really good teams. And according to what Vegas says, they're all in that mix between winning 52 to 57 games. And I think it's going to come down to who stays healthy. All right, but uh, will the King LeBron stay healthy? How many games did he miss last year? More than 20. And he's getting older, not younger. Your thoughts? Yeah, that's that's the one caveat that uh, you know that, that everybody wonders about because you know nobody nobody beats Father Time, and uh, and it started to happen. I mean, last year when he pulled that groin, they originally said you know he'll miss four or five games, he'll be all right, maybe the max three weeks, and he wound up missing if I'm not mistaken, 31 games, and really never came back at full speed. Now, I know LeBron, you know, is, is a great athlete, and nobody can question what he's done in his career. But my question is, is this just uh, maybe a little bit not enough too late? And, uh, you know, if you talk about the front offices, uh, Steve Vollmer's not doing too much wrong, and... Uh... Again, it's not Jeannie Buss's fault, but uh, she, I mean, to me, she's you know done her best, and of course, her brother Jim Buss was given uh, control of the team by the dad, as the dad should, Jerry. I mean, because Jim Buss has failed in other chances in life, so they gave him a shot, didn't work out. And but if you're a, a free agent out there, uh, you're going to sign with the Clippers versus the Lakers in many cases, just because the, I mean, unless the money's totally different because of the front office, I think. In, in about 60 seconds, what do you think about that? I agree with you, Fred. I mean, you know, I'm a Laker fan. I always have been. I grew up with Chick Hearn. Um, I watched the Lakers, you know, in the in the 60s, you know, the devastation in Boston. And then, of course, the magic years with Kareem and Norm and, and Worthy, and those were great times. And then we got Shaquille O'Neal, who I absolutely love. And, you know, then you look at, at Kobe, and I want to see the Lakers, and so does the NBA, as a, as a, as a power. But uh, to me, right now, the, the paradigm and the shift, I think, is, is moving toward the Clippers. I never thought I'd ever say that, Fred. But, uh, you know, I, I just I really feel like the NBA is balanced. There's six teams, maybe seven, that could pull this off. Watch out for the, the Greek freak next year, too. Nobody seems to be talking about that ball club. That ball club can play. And, and I also think the Rockets are going to surprise some people next year, too. Are they going to play with two basketballs? <laughs> Jerry Tarkanian style. Let's just roll that ball out there, and we'll run, 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 Paul Westhead. 
Artie Source has been with our guest uh, tonight right here on Believe. Folks, you can email us, sportsfred at AO.com. Artie, I read your stuff on Galaxy Sports all the time. Thank you for making another appearance, and uh, we shall talk to you shortly. I really appreciate it, Fred. God bless everybody up there. Art Source, former kicker for USC and uh, the Rams, and I was a big kicker for Blanco Park a long, long time ago in Cover City, California. And... Uh, I don't know. This is Believe on Sports Business. Stay in tune with us all the time and all the shows on Believe. Email us, of course, sportsfred at uh, AOL.com, sportsfred at AOL.com. And we'll see you around the corner right here on Believe. Bye, everybody. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.